And praise the Lord, everybody. Actually, I've got a minute and 47, 46, 45, 44. All right, I guess we'll get started a little bit earlier. If I could get the lights to come up in the sanctuary. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Glad to be here tonight. It's been six months since we've been back here on a Wednesday night for regular uh, church service. And so we're just going to pull out all the stops tonight, and we're just going to act like this is a Sunday night service. How about that? Anybody with me? So whatever you've got on your mind, just get it off your mind. Just just take, take your hands and just cast all your care upon Jesus, knowing that He cares for you. Let's do that. I'm just going to get rid of it all. And Lord, I'm just going to worship you, and I'm going to believe you for a mighty outpouring of your Spirit tonight. Amen. 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 We want to continue to remember to pray for Brother Kyle Montgomery. Uh, Brother Kyle's mom is here, and uh, Brianna and their family are here tonight. And so uh, we want to continue to lift them up. And Brother Kyle, uh, he's down to 35%, I believe is what I hear, uh, on the machine. So that's good. That's good. And uh, I, so he's over-breathing the machine, so they're going to do some more things with him tomorrow, it sounds like. So we're praying for complete and total recovery in Jesus' name. So continue to pray for Brother Kyle. I want you also to pray for uh, that we have a church in southern Illinois that had a COVID outbreak. And so I want you to continue to be very diligent within our congregation uh, social distance and as much as you can, and um, uh, just be careful, all right? Uh, this church, this is the second time they had to close down, the second time. And I personally know, Pastor Anthony, and I personally know these folks. They have 13 people in their congregation. The pastor is in the hospital right now. And so I don't, I don't know which side you stand on, the politics, it don't really matter. But I'm telling you, we, we just need to be careful. And we want to continue to come to church, don't we? Somebody said, well, I ain't wearing a mask if I, if, if, I, if I don't have to. I'm telling you right now, if I have to wear a mask to come to church, I'm wearing a mask. Here's what Paul said. Paul said, if meat would offend my brethren, I will not eat meat, any, no meat any, at all, all the days of my life. Well, all right, that's a whole other message. See, now you're in the Spirit. Now you're, some of y'all are out of the Spirit already. Amen. But anyway, let's pray for these folks and ask God to just help them and to touch them. And um, let's stand. All right? Glad to see you tonight. Let's lift our hands and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your goodness. Come on, lift your voice to the Lord tonight. Thank you for your kindness and your mercy and your grace and your goodness, oh God. Thank you because you've got it all in control. I pray for Brother Kyle Montgomery, God, that you would continue the healing process in his body. We speak life unto him, Lord. We speak healing. We speak wellness. In the name of Jesus, I pray for his family, God, that you would comfort them in this time. I pray for all those that are suffering under this terrible virus of COVID. God, that you would arrest this virus and that you would kill it, Lord, so it has no more effect upon our world. I praise you, Father, for touching those men and women in Southern Illinois. 
touching that pastor and bringing healing to them. Lord, keep your hand upon us as we go forward and let us remember that you are in us and greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Let's have some church in this house.
at this time, we'd like the ushers to come forward to take the offering. I am so grateful to be in the house of God on this Wednesday night. I mean, so excited. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, bow our heads and close our eyes. Thank you, God, for this offering and for this time to worship together, to lift up your name and to seek your presence, Father. We open our hearts and our minds to receive the word that you have for us tonight, God. We praise and thank you for everything that you've done and that you're going to do. In Jesus' name.
Let's worship him once again. Let's worship him once again, can we? Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise you, we thank you, we honor you tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, amen. Turn to the one next to you and say, not yet, devil. Not yet. Now look back at him and say, not ever. Never. Come on, somebody. Not ever. Never, 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 never. Amen. Well, trials dark on every hand, and we cannot understand all the ways that God would lead us to that blessed promised land. But we'll follow, and we'll understand it better by and by. Oh, when by and by, when the morning comes, when all saints of God are gathering home, we will tell, tell the story of how he's overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by. Oh, and now by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathering home, we will tell story of how he's overcome and we'll understand it better by and by just think about that song for a minute when we get on the other side Noah's going to have his story about the big boat that he built Jonah's going to have a story about the fish that he caught or rather the fish that caught him amen the three Hebrew children are going to be saying it was sure hot in there but thank God we found the thermostat. <laughs> Amen? Daniel's going to say, boy, I was in the hungry den of lions. <laughs> and he's going to tell the story. And you and I are going to have our very own story that we're going to tell. I, think, I don't think we should wait until that time. I think we should start telling the story right now. Every day, everyone that will listen... We need to tell the story of how we overcome. And then one day, I said one day we'll understand it better by and by. You don't understand it right now, but one day you're going to understand it. So by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are home, Tell the story of how he overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by. Come on, let's give a hand clap to the Lord one more time. on Pastor Anthony's mind.
All right, let's try that again. I said now, by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathering home, we will tell the story of how we overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. I just happened to think about it. You all don't even know that song, do you? I just happened to think about that. I just take for granted that everybody knows that old song, by and by. You, sorry about that. Do you know that song? You don't know it? You, Rachel, you know it. All right. So we got one, two, three. Three-fourths of the praise team doesn't know the song. But you all did good. Thank you for that. <laughs> God bless the praise team. They can be dismissed. Amen. Sorry about that. But you kept a good spirit. Amen. Amen. That's good. I've been some places where they didn't have that good of a spirit. Amen. They just look at you like, what is your problem? Take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of John chapter 19, verse number 23. The youth class, you can be dismissed. Yes, you are having youth class. And by the way, there is a youth service on Friday night beginning at 7 o'clock right here for all of the young people and whoever else, I guess, wants to come. But it's a youth service, and then they're going to be going skating after the service on Friday night. So uh, I will not be there at the skating. All right. John chapter 19 and verse number 23, if you would, here this evening. Amen. And the Bible says, Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. They said, Therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, They parted my garments among them, my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her into his own home. And this Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was a vessel set full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. My subject tonight, not yet, devil. Not yet, not ever. That's what I'm going to preach about tonight. Is that all right? Is it all right if we have some Sunday night church and Sunday night preaching? Can anybody shout on a, on a Wednesday night? All right. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all of this congregation that is here. I pray your blessings upon them, Lord. I pray that you would cause your word to find a place in our hearts. That you would let faith rise in this place tonight. 
I pray for those that are watching online that faith would rise in their hearts as well and that they would understand the place, the position, the power, the anointing, the relationship that they have with You Almighty God. And when we realize that, that we would rise up and that we would be the people of God You have called us to be. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. And everybody say, not yet, devil. Not ever. And you may be seated. The Lord bless you tonight in Jesus' name. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ was the greatest event in all of human history. It was the greatest injustice by man, the greatest sacrifice by Christ, and the greatest plan by Almighty God. It was, the, it was viewed by the devil as one that conquered the Christ, as one that defeated him once and for all while it was viewed by Almighty God as the culmination of millennials of prophecy and the final answer to sin and man's need for a Savior. While Satan and his hordes of fallen angels, they rejoice because of his cruel crucifixion, saying, it is indeed finished, it is over, it is the end. The Father, with tear-dimmed eyes, understood that indeed it was finished, but not as the devil thought. It was finished, not as he thought that it was over, but it was finished in the sense that sin was stricken a death blow and thus the beginning of hope for all mankind. The Bible is clear. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and 23. One thing you can know about every man and woman is that everyone has sinned or they have sinned in their life. Romans 5 and 23, the Bible says, by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all that have sinned. These passages deal with the existence of every human being, every man, every woman. They have sin in their life, and we have all come short of the glory of God. None of us have measured up to the purpose and the plan and the will of God. That's why we needed a Savior. That's why Jesus Christ had to come and die on the cross for your sins and mine. Sin entered to the world by Adam, the first man in the Garden of Eden. And from sin came death, and from death came the fear of death for all men and women. The death was not just physical death. When there is a cessation of breathing or a cessation of life on this side. But it spoke even more so of eternal death. Death that is spiritual and eternal. Separated from Almighty God and the love of God for eternity and eternity. Each of us will live somewhere when we leave this world. Death will come to all. And after death, the Bible says, there is a judgment. Hebrews 9 and 27 says, It is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for Him shall He appear the second time without sin unto salvation. This passage teaches us that death is an appointment for each and every one of us. Death will wait for no one. When it's our time, we are going unless God intervenes and He changes the appointment. You will not die one day before or one day after that appointment that God has made in your life. After death, the Bible says there will be a judgment. And in that judgment, we will be judged. Men will be judged and women will be judged. Every sin that we have ever done will be replayed before our eyes. Every word that was ever spoken or that uh, uh, it will be heard again and every action, every wrong deed of all those things which we de will be dealt with in judgment after the time of death. 
And those who have refused to embrace the sacrifice of Jesus and obey His command, they will, be, they will be cast alive, the Bible says, into hell. But those who have said yes to the Lord and obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, instead of hearing, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you, they will hear, enter thou in to the joys of the Lord. What is the difference, you may say, between the two individuals, the, that are the one that is lost and the one that is saved, the one that is judged and cast into hell, and the others that are looked upon and have maybe the same kinds and types of sin, and yet they are allowed entrance into heaven. The difference is found in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend. The difference is found in the blood of Jesus Christ that was applied to our lives when we came to Him in repentance and we were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For you see, when we stand before the Lord and the devil shouts everything that we have ever done in our lives, amen, and he'll be saying, they need to go to hell. They need to be lost forever and forever. I believe that the Lord will rise from his throne on that day and say, no, not yet, devil. Not now, not ever, not ever, ever, ever. My blood says forgiven. My blood says they are good. My blood says they are a winner. My blood says they are saved. My blood says they are secure. Not ever, not ever, not ever. John 19 is an account of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And there are a couple of them that give us a little more detail. And when we put them all together, we're able to see the complete picture of how cruel the crucifixion was. But John 19 details John's account of the crucifixion. The soldiers, after they had nailed the Lord to the cross, they took his clothing. And the Bible says they divided the clothing among them. There must have been at least five articles of clothing that he had at that time. For the Bible says there were four soldiers and the four soldiers divided the clothing among themselves. And then there was the, uh, the, the robe that he had worn. And the Bible says that that fifth article being the seamless robe, the soldiers would gamble to see who would get it. They would draw lots so they would cast lots, one with another, to determine the man that would receive that, that seamless robes of the Lord. I asked myself this question. I've never heard this preached on, but I wonder what the articles of clothing were. I can only imagine perhaps what they were, but it doesn't really name any of the articles of clothing. The only one that is named is the seamless robe that was there during that time. And then the question came to me, why would they want that seamless robe? Why would they want any of the clothing of the Lord? One expositor said that during that day, the soldiers, many times, they were given the bounty of the clothing of the person that was crucified or that was being executed. Perhaps they took this clothing so that they would have bragging rights to their friends later on saying, this is what I got from this individual when we put them to death. And this is what I got from that individual when I put them to death. But then why did they gamble for the seamless robe? Most expositors agree that 
The reason why they did so is this was a pricey robe that would be coveted by all during that time. And so it was a carnal reason. It was very expensive and one that they would covet and that they would take as their very own. But the real reason is because the scriptures declared that 600 years earlier that they would gamble for that robe of the Lord Jesus Christ and it would not be torn. Psalms 22 and 18 says it this way, they part my garments among them and they cast lots upon my vesture, saying they will gamble for my robe, my vesture that I wore. I wonder who were the people at the cross. Have you ever thought about that? The men, the women, the children. First of all, we know the soldiers were there as they crucified Jesus and the, and the, and the two thieves on either side of Him. Then there was the angel crowd that was there to cheer on the soldiers in doing their job for the Roman government. These men and women stood to cheer the great loss, amen, that the others had felt in their hearts. Then there were the followers of Christ who had gathered to mourn this great loss. While one was saying, yes, good riddance of this man, there were others at the cross who were saying, we mourn and we weep and we sorrow because he is leaving. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was there and she mourned because it was her son that she was losing. John mourned because he lost his great friend. Amen. The Bible says that Mary Magdalene mourned because she lost the man who had delivered her from the demons that had tormented her for many, many years. Simon mourned not only because of the loss of his mentor, his savior, and his friend friend, but especially because in his friend's darkest hour, he denied that he knew him, cursing and swearing, amen, being afraid for his own life. I wonder if that little boy that had given his lunch that day to feed the 5,000 on the side of that mountain was among the crowd. I wonder if Tabitha and Lazarus were there whom Jesus had raised from the dead. What about the wild man of Gadara whose name is not known or even Malchus the soldier whose ear was cut off by Simon Peter in the garden of Gethsemane. I wonder if any of them or all of them were there that day. Someone in thinking about that day wrote a song with these words. He said, were you there when they crucified the Lord? I can assure you that all of those that had any kind of relationship with the Lord, they stood there not really understanding, even though the Lord told them, I am going and I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified and I will rise again from the dead the third day. What were the sounds that were heard at the crucifixion of Jesus? I believe it was a composite of hellish delight and godly sorrow mingled together. There was the cackle of laughter while some said he saved others but himself he could not save. It was contrasted with the soulful mournful cries of those who loved him and wailed and mourned and they wept rivers of tears. Were there the rumble of chariot wheels and the noise of commerce that blended with the sound of farm animals being taken to the market for slaughter as people went about 
about their day, not realizing this day, it would alter the course of all human history. But it seemed as though another day, the scripture declares, but God commended his love toward us on that day, in that while we were sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. But finally, there was the sound of death, the sound of death. It came from three individuals, two men on either side of the Lord who were thieves and murderers paying the price for their crimes that they had committed. And then there was the Christ, the Son of the living God, the mighty God that hung in the center. Amen. Paying the price for your sin and for my sin and the sin of every man or woman that ever lived or ever will live. Tradition says the name of these two men were Gestus and Dismas. The Bible does not say, but tradition says that was the name of those men. There were two responses from the men hanging before on, on, on both sides of the Lord. There was one that said, if you were Christ, save yourself and come down from the cross and then bring us down from this place of death. While the other one just said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He had a heart full of repentance. He had a heart full of belief. One man had an attitude of doubt and unbelief which said, prove it. And the other said, no need to prove anything, Lord. I just believe you. When you die and you go to your kingdom, just take me with you. That's all I need. I believe you for take me with you into that place where you are going Faith, you see, is always the key to the promises of God and the blessings of God. When we have faith, it's as though it's the handle to the promise of God. Much like the handle on a hoe or a handle on a shovel. It allows us to get the job done. It allows us to go where we're going. Faith is the handle to the promises of God. Not saying that you can just throw up your hands and say, I've got, I'm believing God for anything. But no, when you say, I believe God for what He said I could have, faith is that which connects you to the promises of Almighty God. And on that day, amen, the Lord said, this day shalt thou be with me in paradise. Amen. It seemed like the Lord was saying to the man on his one side, no, not yet, devil. Amen. You can't have this man. He has made faith in me and I'm going to believe and I'm, I'm going to make sure that he's going to go with me when he gives his last breath. Look for me. Look with me if you would at verse number 28 through 30 now at the end of this message. The Bible says after this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished and that the scripture might be fulfilled said I thirst there was a vessel of vinegar and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and they put it to his mouth and when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost two phrases I want to preach to us about at the end of this message first of all I thirst what does that mean? What is thirst? Thirst, we all understand, is the feeling of emptiness. It is extreme dehydration that needs to be quenched by liquid, by water. It was the natural response of the body that was beaten that now has open wounds in both hands, both feet, in his side, and in his head. His body was crying out, I thirst. 
I need hydration. I need some water. This is how they must have interpreted what the Lord was saying as they hoisted a sponge dipped in vinegar. Amen. And the Bible prophesied it would be that way. In Psalms chapter 69 and verse 21. But I believe there was another far superior reason for why Christ cried, I thirst that day. Jesus is groaning for something that is greater than just physical water and to be hydrated in his body. I believe that Jesus was thirsting for the souls of men and women. That's what he was doing while he was on the cross. He is saying, I thirst for you. I thirst for those that would come to me. I believe he was crying, whosoever will, let them come. Come unto me, all you that are weary and are heavy laden. He thirsts for those that are art from his far from his reach he thirsts that they would hear his cry and that he would give them relief his thirst is quenched when a little child comes to confess his name and repent of their sins his thirst is quenched when men and women come to the cross crying just as I am without one plea but that thy blood was set for me and that thou bids me come to thee O Lamb of God I come I come but then there was the last phrase that we point to and these are the words it is finished when Jesus received the vinegar he said it is finished and he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost what that means is that he died his head slumped to his chest and the life went out of him he gave up the ghost that spirit of life it went out of him and the body it lay it's it hung there limp in that in that sun upon that cross before all of those that were watching and in that time i've got to believe that all of hell with its hordes of demons shouted with glee when the words were spoken my god my god why hast thou forsaken me i can hear them Amen. And and with their wheezing hisses as laughter rises in a hideous jubilation declaring he has been dismissed of God and now he dies at our hands without hope. Then there were the final words of Christ on the cross that culminated in an ungodly frenzy of rejoicing as Jesus Christ cries, It is finished to all the hordes of hell and Satan. It is finished meant that we have won. It's over. We've defeated Almighty God. To add to the depression of the moment, the sun refuses to shine as blackness engulfs the panorama of Golgotha, the place of the skull. They thought this because they really had no idea what was happening at the cross. They thought this. Amen. They thought that they were acting on their own, but instead they were performing the will of God they were acting out the purpose of God they thought they were stopping the plan of God but instead they were fulfilling the plan of God amen somebody say not yet devil not ever
Listen to what Paul said. He said, we speak the wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that came to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They were saying, we got Him now. We finally got Him dead. We finally have gotten rid of this troublemaker. And now we can let all hell break loose in every place that we go. And what they didn't realize is that hell was about to get its stopping orders. And instead of all hell breaking loose, heaven was about to come down and crucify hell upon the cross that Jesus died upon. Somebody shout amen. They lacked understanding, and because of that, they got it wrong. They were outsmarted by our God, and in thinking they were doing what they wanted, they were fulfilling God's plan They handed that, that was handed down through the ages of time that said the Lamb must die for the sins of the world. That Lamb was Christ. No wonder John said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. When Jesus died, he said it's finished he didn't say it's all over I'm done you'll never see me again what he really was saying was I accomplished the work I set out to do I came to live I came to be miracles I came to raise the dead I came to heal the sick I came to be crucified I came to be rejected of my own I came as a sacrificial lamb Isaiah said 750 years before Christ came he was wounded from our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him and with his stripes I am healed. This took place on the cross, my friend. And while the devil said, we got him, we got him, we got him, the Lord was saying, it's finished. Not yet, devil. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not ever. I'm here to tell you the devil might say it's the end for you, but somebody needs to stand up in the Holy Ghost and say, not yet devil, not today, not tomorrow, not ever. I still remember an old rugged cross. I still remember the blood that was shed. I still remember an empty tomb. I still remember the God that says, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Not yet devil, not yet, not ever. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated as I come to a close here tonight. In 1864, a man by the name of Moritz Retz painted a picture of a chess game. The players were a young man and Satan. Get online and you can look this up and you can read this story. It's very interesting. The young man played the white pieces while Satan... He manipulated the black pieces on the board. The stakes were high. Should the young man win, he would be, uh, he, he would be free from the power of evil forever. But should the devil win, then he would be the servant of the, and his slave forever. The artist evidently believed in the supreme power of evil. For in this picture presented, it showed the devil as the victor in this picture. In the concept of the artist, the devil had just moved his queen and it announced checkmate 
In just five short moves, the young man now, he hovers above the rook. His face is paled with astonishment and unbelief and worry, knowing that there was no hope. The devil wins, and now he would be his slave today, tomorrow, and forever. It was finished. For many years, they said that this painting had hung in a gallery uh, in a in a uh, a very uh, prestigious art gallery, uh, and chess players from around the world they would come uh, to study the painting, uh, looking for a way out. Until finally, they all agreed with the artist: uh, the devil wins. It's finished. Uh, there's no use. Uh, and then after several years, there was a doubter that arose, the story said, that studied and studied the picture until he was convinced only one person in the world could give assurance that the artist was correct in his conclusion. The man's name was Paul Morphy. He was from... New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, and he was the undefeated chess champion of the world during that time. And so they had called him, contacted him, and arrangements were made for him to be brought to Cincinnati, Ohio, to study the painting. And so as he, when he arrived, he was taken into the room where the painting was at, and he folded his arms there for a moment, and without, without any words that were spoken, he gazed into that painting, looking, peering viewing, studying, pulling it apart to try and figure out if there was a way for that young man to win. As he stood at the picture, five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes had passed without a word being spoken. The only movement that was there was finally when the man unfolded his hands as he looked into that picture and he began to move his hands in rhythmic motion to what he was thinking there inside of his mind. Amen. That was the only, that was the only movement uh, that was there. Uh, but suddenly, there, uh, out of that, that, that silence, uh, his hand paused uh, as his eyes burned with vision of, a, of an unthought combination. Uh, and then he shouted these words, Hey, the king has one more move. Uh, and to everyone's amazement, this old master had discovered a combination uh, that the artist had not considered, uh, and thus allowing the man to defeat the devil. Uh, I want to tell you tonight uh, that Almighty God has got some moves that we didn't even know he had. I want you to know that when the devil says it's over, it's finished. Amen. You just step back and say, let's let my God take care of this and let's see what he has to say about it. Amen. He's a God that specializes in the impossible. You see, the devil thought he had a checkmate when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, but when he cried, checkmate. I can hear the Lord and the angels shout back, not yet, devil! When Cain and Abel it looked as though that there would be no when Cain killed Abel and it looked as though there would be no rest for the human family that God created and the devil shouted checkmate I can hear God and the angels shout back not yet devil come on somebody help me tonight when in Noah's day the imagination of men's hearts. They were evil continually and it looked like no one would escape the flood. Satan said, checkmate. But God said, not yet devil. To David, Satan, he sent a giant that would be his checkmate. But God said, hey, not yet devil. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Amen. And God
God would use the young man David and he would cause that 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 giant of a man to be the reason why he would be catapulted to a platform as the king in the nation and he would bless the entire nation. It looked like checkmate to the three Hebrew children. But when they were thrown into that fire, I can hear the Lord say, Come on, somebody. Not yet, devil. It's not yet. It's not today. It's not tomorrow. It's not ever going to be. And then suddenly, the Bible says, when the king got up to look inside of that fiery furnace, he said, I did we not cast three men into the fire? And he said, yes, king, we did. He said, well, I see four men in the fire. And the fourth man, he looks like the Son of God. Can I preach to you tonight that the fire might get hot and it might get warm in there. But look for the Son of God that walks with you through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, when you go through the waters, they will not overflow you. When you go through the fire, it's not going to kindle upon you. I'm telling you the Lord is fighting on your behalf tonight. If you could understand that, you would not sit by and say my God, what am I going to do? But you'd stand up in life and say, my God look what I'm going to do. God, you're not done with me yet. I've still got life in me. There's still hope. Amen. And if there's hope, amen for something like me. Amen. There's hope for the rest of you all that are here tonight. We need to understand that God is still on the throne. Somebody said, but God, I can hear one of the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego. They said, Father, why did you put us in the fiery furnace? Why did you make it so hot on us? He said, quit griping, Shad. Quit griping me. Quit griping ab amen and just be thankful that I showed you where the thermostat was at so you didn't burn but Lord we want to know why you did it that way and so when they press the Lord I can hear the Lord say because the devil melts under pressure oh come on somebody you might say I'm feeling like I'm in the fire stay in the fire because the devil will melt under pressure the devil's going to break down and when he is broken down all of a sudden the fire is going to go out and you're going to walk out and you're going to be like pure gold and you're going to be better than you ever was why? because the Lord is saying it is finished not like the devil thinks it's finished because I'm still on the throne and I'm going to bring it to a finish for your good and for your uh, for your power Amen. Oh, to know the checkmate was the swallowing by the fish, larger than life. But God said, Not yet. When I get done with this all air conditioned submarine ride, you'll be ready and willing to preach like you've never preached before. Let me tell you, some of you are at the end of your rope. But when you get the end of your rope and you find out God is there, you're at the greatest test of your life. You're going to discover a new anointing. 
anointing. You're going to be anointed like you've never been anointed before. You're going to have more faith than you ever had before. You're going to walk in more power than you ever walked before. You're going to stand as a great shining example for the Lord God Almighty. Not yet, devil. At Calvary, the enemy said, finished, checkmate. But the king had one more move. They took him off the cross. They wrapped him in grave clothes. They placed him in a borrowed tomb. They said their goodbyes. And they wept all the way home. But I can hear the Lord as he whispers, not yet, devil. The king has one more move. And on that early Sunday morning, I said on that early Sunday morning, does anybody ever get excited anymore about the resurrection of Jesus Christ? You see, I can't shout like I used to shout. Well, just pick up a foot. On that first Sunday morning, amen. Jesus Christ got up before the sun come up. Amen. Before the sun got out of bed, he was up and he moved the stone and he was walking around and he was doing his thing. You know why? Because it was finished. I'm here to tell you tonight that you're worried about things you should not be worried about. You placed it in the hands of God. Amen. And once you've done that, you believe God. You trust God. You thank God. You praise God because he does all things well. There's no need in you worrying about it. You need to cast your cares upon Him and you need to say, God's going to take care of it. So tonight, who am I speaking to that the devil has shouted at you that it's finished? And then to make it worse, the Lord said, yes, it is finished. Understand that God's finished is not the devil's finished. God's finished says sin has lost its sting. The grave has lost its victory. And therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. When the devil shouts, checkmate, we need to shout back at him, help me somebody. Not yet, devil. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not ever. Come on, let's praise him. You feel like shouting a little tonight? When I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, when I think of His goodness, how He set me free, I want to clap, 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 clap all night, all night. Well, when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, when I think of His goodness, how He set me free, I want to sing, sing, 
Sing, sing, sing all night. Well, all night. Well, all night. All night. Well, all night. All night. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. When I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, when I think of His goodness, how He set me free, I want to clap, 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 clap. Well, all night, all night, when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, when I think of His goodness, how it set me free, I want to sing, 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 all night, all night. Well, when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, when I think of His goodness, how it set me free, I want to dance, 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 dance. Well, all night, all night, all night, all night. Come on, put your hands together. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Amen. Come on, somebody say, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You say, what's happening here tonight? This is the not yet spirit and attitude that's come down. It might look bad and it might look dark. But that's when Jesus steps in and steps up and says, not yet, devil. Get your hands off the firstborn devil. Get your hands off of the most high. Get your hands on my children. Not yet. 
Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No, never. No, never. Amen. 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 You know who had the spirit of not yet? And I will just move on. Paul. They tried to do a million and a half things to that man. And he kept coming out on the other side looking better than how he went in. He was shipwrecked, boiled in oil, but it kept coming back with, not yet. And even when he took his last breath, he was still saying, you might have thought you had me, but when I take my last breath here, my next breath is going to be in eternity. You thought you had me with my own death, but devil, not yet, not yet. Not ever. Amen. I'm so glad that there is a place prepared for you. Every funeral service I do, I look at that family and I say, there's a place prepared for you. They might be the worst sinner in the world, but Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. You know what He was saying? Not yet. You might be way out there in the world doing your thing, but I got a place prepared for you. He's got a place prepared for the worst sinner because he knows one touch of his grace and mercy will take the worst sinner and turn him around. No, yes, yes. Well, come on and give the Lord the highest praise sing hallelujah hallelujah come on and give the lord the highest praise sing hallelujah hallelujah come on and give the lord the highest praise sing hallelujah hallelujah praise his holy name Let's worship Him again here tonight. Come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. of Jesus.
There shouldn't be anyone leave out of here tonight with their head hung down low. If you haven't got the victory yet, that's why I'm kind of waiting just for another moment here. If you haven't got the victory yet, we're going to sing this one more time. You've been listening to this message and you think, yeah, God could do it for them. But can He say, not yet in my life? He can say, not yet! And not ever. Oh, no one should leave out of here saying, woe is me, because God is on your side, and if He's on your side, that is all you need. So right now is your opportunity and your chance to get delivered, to have your head uplifted in the name of Jesus. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah. Well, when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, when I think of His goodness, how He set me free, I want to clap, 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 clap. I want to clap all night, all night. Well, when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, when I think of His goodness and how He set me free, I want to sing, 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 sing. Oh, yes, all night, all night. Well, when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, when I think of His goodness and how He set me free, I want to dance, dance, dance. All night, all night. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Amen. God bless you. Stay as long as you like. We're going to sing a little bit more if they're willing to play. (laughs) We love you all. Go in victory tonight because there's victory in Jesus, as that old song says. Amen. Not yet. Not yet, devil. Not ever. We have food from our food pantry. They'll be in boxes that they just bring to their car, right? They just set it in their car, Sister Marcia, out at the back. They just drive up, pick up a box, throw it in their car. All right, if you would like to have a box of food, it's out there. All right. God bless you all. We love you. Oh, free. 
I want to sing a little louder than before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to worship deeper, deeper than before. I want to shout a little louder. Whoa. No more shackles, no more change, no more bondage. I am free. Yeah, we'll sing, sing it again. No more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. He who hath the Son has set free is free indeed. Sing it again now. No more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Yeah, sing hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 